Hello. Hey, I'm Sister Beach. I'm Sister Megs. Welcome to Parkin Sisters, everyone. Let's let's get started. Clap us in. Clap us in. So today's episode, we're gonna, it's a mini sode. Don't it's have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Don't have a lot of time today. So today's episode, we're gonna talk about um basically how we dealt with day-to-day like just like our finance um social security checks that we are entitled to as minors with a disabled parent uh and just like a little little check-in yeah a good check-in and i would say a general summary of what the economic impact of parkinson's hadn't been on our childhood and family mm-hmm. mini so condensed version because that is definitely a long form topic for the future yeah and there's some stuff involved in that that like is a little more on on the private private yeah. side classified classified yeah so i guess we'll just get the ball rolling with um before the divorce and before like the Parkinson's really became apparent, the symptoms became apparent. I feel like we were relatively like middle-class, like suburban white family. Like we weren't rich enough to say we were comfortable, but we were, cause I, I swear all like my, like, I feel like that's the joke that like rich people are like, we're not rich, we're comfortable. So we weren't, comfortable but we're doing like most of the country is uncomfortable exactly so um after they after the split between the parents um we definitely started to hurt financially and then when the park as the parkinson's progressed and we needed medication um doctor's visits i mean i don't know too much about that stuff because i was so young um maybe you could talk like weigh in on that because you probably were more aware I mean you and Jamie got jobs to help with bills isn't that right did you when you guys both got grocery store jobs in high school yeah I mean the day before I turned 16 which is the legal age to work in Washington state dad was like get ready (laughs) get ready to contribute yeah to this household but you said right after you're talking about early days of parkinson's it sounds like which yeah. those financial things were probably just as much related to divorce costs as to that's true loss of employment on dad's part um he did still own i mean our dad was a director of a local youth organization and he switched that job uh, and became a bartender. And bar owner. He was a, a barkeep, um, but in the biggest sense of the word. He owned a bar. Yeah. <laughs> he kept it. He kept the bar and he owned it. Yes, this is true. He did tend as well as bookkeep and own the bar. Um, yeah, and so that definitely contributed. I mean, again, like I can talk more like teen years about really feeling like we were 
barely getting by. I mean, like dad would get, I also didn't really live with you guys. Um, I, I went and lived with my mom, but, um, our mom, but we know, um, uh, dad would buy like the giant fettuccine Alfredo, like pre-made like dinners. Um, and we would make that last for the week and we would all just like, like, it was like the communal (laughs) chicken Alfredo Yeah. That everyone like I like I remember being like all right, it's dinner time. Wow, so, I kind of forgot. Did you forget about that? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, there was always Gatorade and that big dish, mm-hmm. and then a lot of um, a lot of canned canned food, like chili and stuff like that um and that lasted for years I mean that was partly preference and lifestyle choice as much as financial uh bracket that's true he dad didn't necessarily help himself from what I remember if we can be completely honest I mean he was in deep credit card debt partly because I think he felt a serious loss of control understandably Parkinson's diagnosis, divorce. And um, I just remember us being in the parking lot of Michael's craft store. And we wanted to buy that framed print of Van Gogh's Starry Night. You know, us kids, we wanted it. Yeah. And we were all in the car finding coins to buy it. I mean, I remember that so well. And it was like, in the pit of my there? stomach I felt super nauseous about it embarrassed because wow. we were trying to buy it and we didn't have enough money and so dad was like we'll be right back and we went in the car and it was like this pride thing you yeah. know um I don't was I there yeah I'm sure you were because we had the starry night comforter that I thought you had picked out Did and then I? we were like oh look it's the starry it's, night because we probably didn't know that it we didn't know that the comforter was a painting I'm sure Oh, I don't know. I mean, I felt like aware of, mildly aware of that, but Mm, anyway, seeing it, it was like, and then it became a thing for dad. Yeah. We have to do it because the kids want it and I can provide for my kids at Michael's craft store. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really um, not actually uncommon (laughs) to react to divorce that way, especially for dads Mm -hmm. is to prove their parental desserts by buying their kids stuff yeah yeah he bought us a lot of shit but he just um, couldn't afford and eventually it was like all gone you know and I feel like we never really asked any questions but like the truck he had to sell right away and mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but the thing is, is that I never, I feel like I, I knew that we, we struggled, but I never like was upset about it. That's it nice. I'm yeah. It didn't affect important. me really. Um, it's so weird how different things land yeah. differently on each sibling, on each kid. Well, I feel like a lot of my, I didn't have a lot of uh, wealthy friends that were like, so I, d- I don't think I had a lot to compare 
as hmm. far as like my I mean my best friend uh who I'm still friends with to this day you know since fifth grade uh she was also like not really like she lived with her mom and they were in you know they weren't wealthy by any means and so I was like yeah I guess this is just kind of like how the kids that go to this middle school the the poor middle school versus the kids that went to the the rich one in like the newer part of town versus like us kids that lived in like the old town so yeah yeah. so you're mildly aware but whereas I think at my age um I was very conscious that dad was coming from a place of trying to stay afloat or at least keep close to his friends who Um, were pretty affluent yeah yeah or just middle class and we we were falling through the ranks pretty quickly yeah and they um his friends really came together and tried and really eventually did succeed in creating a safety net for him yeah you know but not many people have that yeah and so that that made us super fortunate that dad's friends from high school middle school elementary have stayed had stayed that close to him and supported him and still do you know yeah I think we had a really unique situation in that um but yeah and another thing that I think helped me quite a bit we all three of us were given um, social security checks every month. And um, mine, for whatever reason, were significantly more than yours and Jamie's. Or was uh, it more that you received them for a longer period of time? Because I received younger. them I received them for 12 months. So a oh. year. Oh. Mm-hmm. From, seven, from 17 to 18, I got one check a month and it was like $750. Um, and you can cut this out if this is illegal. I don't think it is, but I would give dad a portion of that every month. So I, I wouldn't get 750 and I, dad asked if he could have 300. Yeah. And I was fine with that. I was like, I'm 17. I don't have to work and all my friends do. I ended up buying a dog with that money. <laughs> so that's when I bought mango. My oh, home. that was your mango money. I used the rest of my savings, yeah, to formerly mango, now Bob. Now Bob, I I did rehome him because I had some medical issues a few years back. Or and you were also eighteen. 19. I was also eighteen, thinking I could take care of a puppy yeah. while dealing with severe depression. Yeah, um, quite the task. But yeah, I mean, just. The fact that I got so much a month that I could save up and spend $900 on a almost purebred dog, like, which I regret now. I mean, that was just so irresponsible of me. But again, 18 years old, guys, great assault, great assault. (laughs) You were on the road of becoming who you are. (laughs) We all do these things. Now I have an amazing rescue. Well, yeah especially when you're young and the government is providing you money because your father is disabled I mean that's a complicated uh perk I guess that it's hard to understand at the time yeah yeah and I know that applying for disability 
all of that all of that stuff I just remember it being this long haul for dad it took for well I also remember in that same vein I remember being like dad why don't you get one of the signs the the disabled person sign and he's like my pride and I was like hey we we get the better parking spot you know I don't think I was asking because I cared about his his health I think I was like we don't have to circle circle around the fucking parking lot yeah you know to go to the movies or whatever just whatever selfish you know teenager would think well I mean out from that selfishness if you want to call it that comes a ability to recognize the benefits I yeah, mean, I feel like you, we as kids have that advantage yeah. of not being the one with the condition, maybe feeling insufficient as a parent, as an adult, yeah, um, and just dealing with the diagnosis, the weight of that. Mm. It would be really hard to see the light, yeah. to see the silver lining. Um, but I, I just know we've echoed that to each other over the years that we were able to recognize and appreciate so much more than our peers oh yeah oh yeah it's the little things like um I don't know yeah just every paycheck I get I don't know I'm just so grateful um but I also never worry I I've given you this advice so many times I just recently gave it to Jackie my boyfriend a few weeks ago it's like they we're always going to be fortunate enough to work and you know if we're worrying about money like you don't need to because you know like nothing is going to be as bad as how it was when we were growing up and you know we've all grown up to be you know healthy smart hardworking people that have the privilege of work you know, mm-hmm. of access to employment. Um, and I also consider myself the best financier of the family. I feel like- Oh I've yeah, always, you're a standout. I've Absolutely. been the best with with my money. Mm-hmm. I think because, it, and that's just a direct result of not having any growing up and realizing like now that I'm in control of my own, um, my own life, my own account, you know, I'm like, I got to do this shit right. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. like have horrible credit, you know, or, you know, go into debt or whatever. But again, I'm, I am extremely fortunate, you know, not like I'm not everybody has the, the privileges that I do, you know, I just gotta no, I throw think, that out there. I think that's worth noting. I, I'm not sure about our brother, but I know that for me, I've had the opposite takeaway, one of the kind of cliche side effects of growing up with not a lot of money is that having any feels like you're a millionaire. And I'm still coming out of that, if you can say it that way. Yeah, I feel like you've gotten a lot better uh, as the years go by, because I feel like I remember us being pretty young, like, I was probably like 17 or 18 and you were like, let's go shopping. And (laughs) you were trying to buy all this shit. Like we were at a vintage or a like a trendy, trendy thrift store. And I was just like, oh my God, we got to reel it in beach. But, but you, yeah, you definitely loved 
shopping and loved and, it and buying people gifts you would gift a lot and sometimes so, for no I mean, reason it was just like the best feeling to be able to do that to be able to get like give you a for no reason gift yeah mm-hmm. I still have some of your gifts um good I'm looking at it right here this uh lamp oh I gifted you a lamp oh that's a that's a good one yeah. Well, behind the scenes <laughs> to keep saying behind the scenes um, I, have, I have got to find a new place to do this I don't know I think it's so appropriately cozy it's extremely warm <laughs> I shouldn't have worn my flannel which I've actually I realize I've worn in other podcasts yeah no, I think it's very podcasty in there but yeah so I'm I feel like that... I'm actually gonna wallpaper in here it's just oh. so like vanilla I can't take it what are you gonna do like a blue or are you gonna do like a I almost said a texture a pattern I think I'm gonna do a pattern it's sort of like a a leaf pattern I'm gonna show it to you I'm gonna show it and I might even link to it in the show notes because I love people's feedback you know it's northeast exposure it's always kind of cold and bright and so this yellowish color actually ends up showing kind of did you choose this color mild milk yeah I did regret I know I just looked totally different in the store and painted on the wall Mm -hmm. I can't wait I can't wait to make those decisions I can't to own my own home because we're I rent not there yet not at homeowner level yet. well I mean we could have only done it through our mom I mean sure. speaking of finances I don't know yeah. how anyone my age can buy a house outright the only way we were able to do it was because of my mom basically leveraged her own single income mm-hmm. to buy this and then we eventually bought it from her at a graduated pace I was just talking to a friend about that especially in our area I mean so many people are leaving because the cost of living is so high yeah yeah just imagine if this was the case like if you were dad now you know we'd be fucked yeah in this in this economy yeah we would be we would be fucked yeah because our situation occurred in the early aughts um or the uh like right before right before right the before 2008 crash, I suppose so inflation and and such hadn't really like peaked yeah and yeah and we just we also just ate like at like a, going back to like the alfredo situation we also just ate like just garbage all the time that filled us up or at least I did dad always had like hostess cupcakes or those like remember those like they were I think they're also hostess like pies but they they looked like little loaves I always got the yeah I always got the chocolate one so we were eating shit all the time so no wonder we we weren't hungry (laughs) and that bleeds into my adult life I, I have like maybe like two meals a day at the most because I just don't yeah. have an appetite. I mean, you're, you were never really, like, food-oriented the way. I eat for fuel. I am, yeah. 
you and Jamie both what it, Jamie was like eating is a burden <laughs> it's like oh my gosh I can't imagine living like that I like go to sleep thinking about breakfast you know if I could take a pill every day that made it so that I got all my nutrients and I never had to eat again I'd be fine yeah you'd be one of those like bodiless heads in Wally did you ever well like I would be like cryogenically my head would be cryogenically frozen and then put yeah there's this there was that bit on um this British series on Netflix about basically what typifies a Brit and it's someone said the human body makes British people so uncomfortable that if they could they would just be floating heads like completely detached from all that comes with having a body oh my god which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and I bet that has actually quite a bit to do with how a person receives something like a diagnosis of Parkinson's too is how comfortable and connected you are to your body and I think dad not necessarily being the most uh epicurean sort of guy uh has made it harder for him to prioritize nutrition Mm -hmm. yeah as well you know as the cost of food yeah that's a good point yeah um that's pretty much all I can all I really have to really talk about without just like going in a circle of like yeah I, I was poor and it sucked we didn't get a modern computer until I was in seventh grade you know we had the we had two super old PCs like with the giant monitors like super heavy we had those until my dad how did dad afford that Mac Mac I think that was another credit card move was it a a CC move because I remember I I feel like we went to like Whidbey Island or something when we came back the Mac was there and we like freaked out yeah it was so exciting we needed it though for school yeah I mean it it got used that's for sure Um, lots of of lime wire uh, oh man (laughs) lime wire yeah speaking Uh, of legal oh my god I can't believe the shit I actually had an ex-boyfriend I never thought this would happen I had an ex-boyfriend that actually got like a letter from from like iTunes or Apple Music or something because he downloaded a a Gorillaz album, the first Gorillaz album, like that had like feel good ink. Yeah, the good, really good one. They were like, "This is a warning." Warned. We got those warnings a lot. They were always from Comcast, and Comcast was like never gonna do shit. No, they're not gonna lose a cast. That was before, that was before Comcast like dominated the. Yeah, they were just building. They were just eating. And now that you basically have, yeah, now you, I don't know anyone who does not have Comcast. Wait, I wonder, do we have Comcast? Hang on. Do you guys pay for cable? Or you mean internet? How do I get out? (laughs) Oh my God. Just for our listeners, she's trying desperately to get out of her hole here, her podcast closet. Couldn't get out. (laughs) Do we have Comcast? Yeah. That's Comcast, I'm pretty sure. Okay, thank you. 
I couldn't get out. <laughs> we have Xfinity. Yeah. Yeah. What, what a weird marketing move, by the way. What a scary fucking door, by the way. Yeah. Well, you'll yeah. be dreaming of that tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> well, for all of you out there, kids, parents, uncles, monkeys. You know, if you're in the situation of feeling the pressure to financially compensate for your diagnosis of Parkinson's, just don't. Just don't. Just talk. Talk to your kids. Be yeah. like, like, here's my budget. What are the What are the wants, needs, and yeah, you know, and like, I don't know, and like fun you know like the once a month yeah. like fun thing you know because we still did fun shit it was just wasn't very often and your kids might have more fun with coming up with stuff that doesn't cost anything with you I mean I always yeah. like doing I just we kids don't need a lot for entertainment mm-hmm. for interaction stimulation education we didn't really actually need what we had even I think and, um, yeah I think that's why you and I especially we're we love talking on the phone mm-hmm. we love just we love just sitting and talking like we just don't really gavin. just gavin um we don't really have like like we're not like big into video games we're pretty casual tv watchers we love movies love a movie but yeah I remember just one like a really special thing was dad got me an ipod nano for christmas one year and then a friend lost it and i was so scared to tell him like so scared and she didn't she wouldn't replace it you know even though she had the means to but maybe i I have a question what do you remember when dad oh my gosh we lived on fourth street i think and do you remember when dad bought a digital camera and you took it outside and came back and it was broken and we were like Maggie what happened and you were like mine didn't do anything nothing do you remember this what did I do I was wondering I thought we were gonna get to the bottom of it I must have dropped it yeah I mean we figured but I just remember you were little you were what I was I was in third grade when we moved into that house so it was probably around then yeah oh I don't remember that that was going to be revealed oh I feel so bad I'm not gonna apologize you don't need to apologize (laughs) I mean we are sneaks we're all sneaks in this family We've all broken something of somebody's. At least, I think as adults, we've become much more transparent. We're pretty, we're pretty forthright about our emotions as adults. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. Those were your like, I can't clean. I'm allergic (laughs) days. But part of the whole like I'm allergic thing, I knew it was funny. It was hilarious. I knew it was funny to say that. Yeah. It was your bit. For sure. Hey, I can hear Rosa, so I'm going to have to go and scoop up my baby from her right. nightmare. Thanks for listening, y'all. Hey, have a good day, night, 2 a.m. out there.
Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.